Hello, everyone, and welcome to the God First Life Second podcast. My name is John Mason, and I am the creator of the God First Life Second movement, uh, where we live the truth of God for the glory of God, live and contend, very important, and contend the truth of God for the glory of God. Uh, we, we had an opportunity to get this podcast started, and it's no better time than now. Twenty twenty one, we just started the new year off, and it, it, it's much. There's much that we have to stand firm on together in the body of Christ um, to glorify God in His Word, in His kingdom agenda. And so, I, I really am praying that this podcast will be uh, one of the impactful uh, places that we come together as one in the body of Christ, those who truly want to serve and honor the the Lord Jesus Christ with their lives, with what they do, what they believe, what they say, what they post. uh, This is a place for us to come together and focus on apologetics. How do we give a reason for our faith in today's culture, in the politics in, in the way we see uh, things are how things are being played out in uh, lifestyles and education, everything that we address and how we uh, use our money, everything. How do we give a reason for our faith? And I'm praying that this uh, podcast will uh, reach many, many hearts and minds as we come together in the body of Christ to stand firm for his glory. And so... Uh, just, just to let you know, we have a, a website, GodFirstLifeSecond.com. Uh, we'll be hosting the podcast there, so you can go there to check out all of the latest episodes that will be coming out. Uh, we also have a Twitter page, at G-O-D-1-S-T-L-I-F-E-2-N-D. Uh, we will be putting the podcast episodes up there and keeping the latest uh, and greatest of what's going on uh, with the movement out on our Twitter page. Uh so please go and follow us there. Uh, again, my name is John Mason. You can follow me on Twitter as well. Uh, my Twitter handle is at Living God's Truth. Just spelled all the way out at Living God's Truth uh, on Twitter. And fo- follow me there. Will be uh, I address many of the things that we will be talking about in these podcast episodes uh, in my tweets there, uh, and we can have a conversation and let's continue to hold each other accountable and encourage each other and keep, uh, keep each other lifted up in the word of God and how we are to live it in, in, in our lives here in America. So, uh, yes, so thank you again for joining me uh, for our very first episode. We'll be looking to put these out maybe uh, one a week. Uh, we may do more than one a week, uh, depending on what's going on, but looking to get out one episode a week. So, again, thank you for joining us, and let's get into the topic for our first episode uh, the topic for our first episode, we'll be addressing what just occurred yesterday. Today is January 22nd, 21st, uh, and yesterday, January 20th, we had our inauguration of our new president, Joe Biden, and Vice President Kamala Harris. And for the last four years, there's been much political tension uh, between our last president, Donald Trump, um, and what he has said and done, uh, and what the news has said, he said and done. Uh, and now we're here where we're at today. And there's been much, 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 much contention between Christians, uh, much delusion uh, of truth, 
uh, a lot of deception, uh, people getting swayed by things that are focused on race instead of the word of God, focused on injustice and, and uh, social justice. There's been uh, critical race theory. It's just been a lot uh, of shifting happening in the last four years since Donald Trump has took office. And so what I want to focus on in this episode is where we are now. And what we heard yesterday in an inauguration speech from our new president, uh, we heard him mention unity, unity, uh, bringing and coming together of everyone in America, no matter what party you are or what you believe, we're all coming together as one to be unified. And, you know, I think a lot of Christians who really, really, really wanted Donald Trump out of office think and hear that and say, see, we're moving in the right direction. See, we're putting a, a leader in office that's not contentious and causing division and speaking horrible rhetoric and wanting to cause, you know, there to be this type of people and that. We're, we're, we're putting somebody in office that wants everybody on the same page. And that could be no further from the truth. That couldn't be further, I'm sorry, further from the truth. That couldn't be further from the truth. The reason I can say that with full confidence is because I know what Joe Biden supports. I know what legislation, laws, and type of America that Joe Biden wants to ensure is in place, along with Kamala Harris. So the unity that he's speaking of is not a unity that we all just think the same and everybody's moving the same and we can do it. He mentioned racial injustice will be solved. We get rid of racism. There's no place for racism in America. All that sounds great. As an African-American man who hasn't experienced a lot of racism, but I know there, there is racism and bias Yes, we don't want that in our country. Absolutely. But how do we see this from a biblical worldview? And is it possible to completely get rid of racism and racial injustice like our new president said yesterday? Is that possible? We have to go back. Let's go back before we answer that question. Let's go back to 2016. Donald Trump gets elected into office. And there is this gigantic, huge shift amongst what we would call African-American Christians. There's this huge shift amongst Christians who are African-American, where many of them, many of the leaders in African-American Christian church are saying, how possibly could our white brothers and sisters vote this divisive, racist, bigot man in office? How could they vote for him? Do they not know what he stands for, what he said, the mean and horrible things? He hates black people. How could you vote for him? And you say, you're my brother, you're my sister. Many African-Americans were thinking and feeling that way. I wasn't one of them. Because at the time, I didn't see it that way. And so that caused a divide in the hearts and minds 
in the in the church in America, where now it ushers in this whole idea that these quote unquote white evangelicals who took the side of this racist president are now standing firm with this racist president, which means they don't care about me or the black community. And so this is how they really feel. This is who they really are. And, and that has drama, traumatized, you know, supposedly traumatized black, black leaders and black Christians and Christians that who, who are African-Americans. I don't want to say black Christians or white Christians or Hispanic Christians. We're all Christians who happen to be black or white or Hispanic or whatever our race or our ethnicity is, okay? So let's not start that up. Let's not start up that practice, but yes, right? And so we have four years of the media telling us how racist Donald Trump is. We got four years of that constant bombardment of the horrible things he said. And Donald Trump, let's, let's, let's be real, let's, let's look at the reality of Donald Trump. Donald Trump was a wild card. The man was elected into office as a, to, to, to some, a con man because of his past history and his business dealings. A man who, who focuses on nothing but doing what he thinks is best for him and his name, his legacy, right? He, he's basically, he would be considered a narcissist, right? Many would consider him a narcissist. And so we put that man in office who will do and say anything to win, to get the win, to be on top. And, and I think there's some truth to that about Donald Trump's character and who he is as a man prior to office. We can go back and look at many things he's done and said that would kind of approve of that, right? And so he gets into office and he starts doing all, taking action and doing all these things and saying, being non-PC, right? He, doesn't, he says whatever he says. He talks about Mexicans coming over, Mexico sending Mexicans over who are rapists and uh, murderers. Some people say, oh, that's racist. I'm like, well, it's true. We do have statistically have had many illegal immigrants come over from Mexico who have raped and murdered and committed crimes in Texas and in other states. And, you know, they're illegal immigrants. They're not supposed to be here legally, but they're causing harm to people. So that's true. We, we, that has happened. They, they, they come from Mexico. But just saying that the way he said it means he's a racist and he hates all Mexicans. We're going to build a wall to help secure the border and keep and keep out, you know, people who shouldn't be coming in. They're not illegal. Oh, that's racist. That he hates Mexicans. He hates Hispanic people. OK, because we want to put a wall up. That means he hates Hispanic people. A little bit of a reach there. I'm not seeing that, but that's how people feel. That's how the media portrayed it. And people are listening to the media like the media is God. People are taking in what the media says about a man instead of listening to him for yourself and watching the whole speech, watching the whole thing, what he says in context. Yes, it's, it's, a, it's a hard statement from a political perspective, right? It's not PC. But does that equal racism, hatred towards another ethnicity, literal hatred? Not sure if that's the same thing. And so we get down, we go down that path. And many, many Christians, you know, oh, the, the, the travel ban. He hates, you know, Muslim, you know, people from Muslim nations. And so he banned them from coming in. You know, it's like, well, no, 
the travel ban includes nations that were on a ban back when Obama did it. Uh, not really so much because he hates Muslims. It's just at the time, that's what needed to be done from his leadership position. So he added on countries that weren't on the list that Obama had to ensure the, the safety at the time of, of the American people. But that equates to racism and hatred, according to the news media, right? Which is being funded mostly by, you know, a good portion of leftist ideology, you know. So, so it, it kind of is good for ratings, you know, and all those kind of things. So we, we get we get pumped with that for years and years and years and years. That then we got the um the, uh, Charlottesville, right? Very fine people on both sides. And Joe Biden said he literally came into the race because of that video, because of what Donald Trump said about Charlottesville. And there were very fine people. That's literally why he ran for president. And it's been it's been clearly, clearly seen, clearly debunked that he was not saying that that neo-Nazis and, you know, white nationalists and white, you know, supremacists were also the fine people. He clearly stated that in the video. You can go watch it right now on YouTube, wherever you'd like to watch it. It clearly stated that he denounces them and that's not who he's talking about. However, the media took him saying very fine people and ran with it and said, hey, he's a racist. See, he supports white supremacists. Even though there's plenty of videos of Trump saying, I, I completely denounce and I do not want the support of white supremacists or white nationalists or anybody else. I don't want their support. I don't need them. I denounced them, neo-Nazis, all of them. There's multiple videos of Trump doing that. But according to the media, he's still a racist anyway. See, so all of this pushing and pushing and pushing and prodding, instead of focusing on truth and facts, there's this constant emotional uh, 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 pull on the hearts and minds of Americans from the media to, to uh, vehemently hate Donald Trump because he is supposedly hates other people. So, so, so the media is telling you how bad he is and how much you should, you know, be hateful towards him and get him out of office as soon as you possibly can because, because, of how, because of what he says and does. Yes, his tweets are absolutely ridiculous, 100%. Tweets were absolutely ridiculous for the most part. Yes, the man does say over-the-top crazy things. I don't support what he says. Most of all the stuff I just said he said, I don't support none of that. But that doesn't mean that those things equate to racism when they don't when they actually don't you know <laughs> so you can't just make it what it's not so again christians have to be about the truth so if we're talking about what happened with donald trump hearts and minds are getting tugged on that's why i'm going back over this hearts and minds are getting tugged on about this man in office and who he is and what he represents and so for four years we got that going on so now it's like get somebody else in there that doesn't talk and act like Donald Trump. We don't care who it is or what policy is going to pass. We don't care what. It doesn't even matter. Get somebody else in there. Get them in there. Get Donald Trump out. That's, that is the sentiment or was the sentiment of many Christians. Instead of focusing on truth, facts, and knowing that Donald Trump is not a man that we would say, oh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm down for Donald Trump. I don't think many of non-Christian, no Christian would say, yeah, I support his character, how he is, how he represents himself, how he speaks, how he tweets. Oh, yeah, I'm the, all of that's good with me. I would think most Christians would say, no, that, that's, not, that's not the way a, a president should move. That's not the way a man of character should move. No question about it. I think most Christians would absolutely 
say that and agree with that. But that's not why anybody will support him that does stand firm on the word of God or Christ. That's not why. It's because what he's done as far as policies and in the name of Christ and what he's done uh, for those who do things in the name, not in the name of Christ, but what he's done for those who in the name of Christ, abortion, right? Uh, transgender and, and CRT and right. He stood on conservative values and things, whether he believes them or not, he could not believe them. I don't know. Uh, but he might not believe them, but he stood on things that seem to, pr pr to propose conservative slash Christian values, whether he believed them or not. So again, cause I believe as part of, of, of Trump was, is, Hey, I'm gonna do whatever I gotta do to win. If I say I'm Republican and conservative, I gotta get these Christians on my side. I do feel like that's part of what we see happening with Trump. I do. But at the end of the day, what do you do? When you look at the other side, you look at Joe Biden, who is now president, Christians who supported him because they just couldn't take Trump anymore. No more Trump. I can't do it. He's a racist. He hates us all. He hates all the Christians. I mean, he hates all, I'm sorry, he hates all the black people. He hates all the, anybody who does, that's not white and powerful. And, and you know, he hates them. What do we do? We got to get somebody else in there. And so under that guise, again, here comes Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Now we look at their policies and look at what they support and look at what it is that they want to push. We say, we're going to ignore all of that. We're going to ignore all of that. And we're going to make this about getting Trump out. <laughs> and so Trump, and so Biden gets up and Biden is, is now talking about unity and racial harmony and racial injustice and all those things that make us feel like, oh, this is great. This is, this is exactly what we need right now because of what we had with Trump. We need racial injustice to be solved. We need uh, uh, more unity in the body of, in, 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 not in the body of Christ, more unity in America. So it sounds like something that we can get behind. But when you do that, you're falling for the superficiality in the game of politics because if, what, what Joe Biden wants to put into law, what Joe Biden wants to ensure is progressed in the American society and how we do life, is completely anti-God and completely anti-Christ. Nothing. So he can quote scriptures. He can say he can say how how wonderful unity is going to be when we all come together. And I'm here to serve everybody. But what he wants to put actually do his actions go right in contrary with that type of unity. And I'm not talking about supporting the black community. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about progressing the abortion laws where they are more progressive, where you can get abortions all the way up to when the baby's about to be born. Why not? Let's, let's get that going from a federal perspective and, 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 get, and hope the states catch hold. Let's do it. That's what we want. Hey, that, that eight-year-old wants to get transgender surgery and the parents are okay with it? Let's make that, let's make that mandatory. Let's make sure that, that we, they can get that done with nothing in the way of that. Hey, we want that, that, that man who thinks he's a woman to walk into the woman's restroom legally 
And and if you try to stop them, you'll be actually breaking the law. Hey, we got to make that happen. We got to make that happen. I'm sorry. You know, this is this is the right and the liberty of people of our people in America. They have to be able to do that. Okay, that's unity. Welcome to the unified America. That's what we voted to put in office. The assignment to his cabinet, secretary of health of a transgender woman, a man pretending to be a woman. Uh, they, he put other people in, 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 in cabinet positions who not only openly despise the true biblical Christ and the word of God and is in, in, in twi uh, twisting on the word Pete Buttigieg. Hey, let's put him in office and others. That is what we voted for. When he says unity, he's not speaking from a biblical perspective. He's not talking about godly, Christ-centered unity. He's talking about unity from a humanistic perspective, which means it's in total and utter lie. Won't be real unity. It'll be these are the things that we say you should believe. And this is how you should think. Now we're unified. We're going to get racial injustice all out of America. We're going to end racism. This is how we're going to do it. We're going to put these policies in place. We're going to make sure this happens for this group of people. We're going to ignore these group of people because they don't need to get anything. We're going to make sure these group of people get exactly what they want. We're going to make sure this happens in this arena of society where we kind of ignore and push this other arena of society back because they don't, we're not worried about them. Welcome to the unified America. This is utter deception utter deception all of the all of the talk we heard in inauguration speech is full of pleasant pleasantries that is that is not going to bring any type of unity especially for bible believing christians especially for bible believing christians bible believing christians will now under quote unquote unity be called h uh Hate haters who commit hate crimes, bigots who hate homosexuals um, and hate the fact that a woman has a freedom to choose to get to get to get uh, her, quote unquote, um, reproductive health care. And destroy her, her child. And so on and so forth. Everything that we see happening that's progressing in the country is all stems back to sex, gender, identity and a celebration of humanism. All the policies and laws that this administration wants to pass and will pass will silence biblical Christianity through legislation. They will try to silence biblical Christianity and be told that you, you, are the new neo-Nazi. You are the new supporter, if you're not white, supporter of the neo-Nazi. And the person that hates black people and hates, uh, doesn't want to see racial justice. And that's what's going to happen. That's who we have in office. Now, to see Christians 
Now I can talk, say this. To see Christians saying, oh, we're going to have unity now. And then see them celebrate what we see in office today under the quote-unquote unity. Oh, we're, gonna, we're progressing. My brother and sister, this country and its atrocious and evil act of slavery in its birth, this country has to pay for that in judgment. Abortion, the legalization of abortion, the hatred of black people and, and people who are darker skinned, the pure hatred of innocent people, family, ripping them apart, family, women and children, men, murder, out of pure hatred. That innocent blood, that in abortion, is crying out to God. This is the judgment. But we see it now, the progression of sexual promiscuity, the progression of sexual perversion, the, the rewriting of moral, what, what, what's moral and what's not moral, to now is moral to do everything you can for anybody that's not white. If you do everything you can for anybody that's not right, you're the new moral, you know, good to society. You're now the you're acting in moral goodness. The redefinition of love. Oh, a man, a man, woman, a woman, they get married. Hey, what are we talking about? They have a right. They have, a, you know, they should be able to do everything a, a heterosexual couple can do. They have a right. And if you come up against them. If you if you try to, you know, not hire them, not bring them into a job, if you try to, you know, tell them that they're not what they say they are as transgenders, then you are breaking the law and you are committing a hate crime. All of that that's happening and being progressed and will be progress more progressive now. All of that is judgment on this nation. God has turned us over. So, so my point of saying all that is this. Racism is not going away. As much as Joe Biden screams on that microphone yesterday about race ending racism now, as much as he screamed on that microphone yesterday and anybody else, whether it's Kamala, whoever else gets on there and we're going to end racism. All they're going to do is continue to show partiality, which is a sin towards one group of people to right a atrocious wrong from history. They're going to show partiality to one group of people, which is a sin, which will now cause the uh, more hatred, more racism, more bigotry, whether it's from black to white, white to black, Hispanic to black, doesn't matter what ethnicity is doing it. But the, but the laws that will be passed, the actions that will take place, will now cause there to be more racism. You know why? Because laws cannot fix heart condition problems. Progressive ideology that says racism is bad and we must correct the wrongs of America does not fix heart condition issues. I don't care how many institutions, I don't care how many uh, uh, education buildings you build, I don't care how much you fund uh, uh, the black community, I don't care how much money you give the black community, it will never fix the heart condition of men. Whether it's an institution or a guy on the street, it won't fix it. 
Only the gospel of Jesus Christ can do that. Only faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and the pardoning of your sins through Christ will do that. We are being told to put our hope in what is hopeless. And Christians are eating it up. Because bad old mean Donald Trump, not in office anymore. Now we can go live a normal life. We can only see every single thing in this world through a biblical world view. We have no other perspective. We don't take sides. We don't determine what, who's right and wrong based on how it feels and looks, based on the atrocious history of America, based on the, 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 the terrible things that happened in slavery and the way black people have been treated even back in the 60s and 50s. We can't go back in that time and say, oh, you know, we're fixing that today. We're, you know, us white people, we're guilty, even though we didn't have any slaves, even though we didn't do any hanging and we didn't do any of that. Our forefathers did, so we're guilty. We, and so we, what can we do? We can, we can give everybody in America that's not white money, land, jobs, uh, businesses. We, we, let's, just, let's just make it right. And what will happen after that's done, there will be more hatred, more division between races of black and white or whatever race you want to add in there. It will be more hatred more division for each other from both sides than it is today. Governmental laws do not fix heart issues. And for every Christian who say, we, we don't want, we're not trying to be a Christian theocracy. We're not trying to bring everybody into Christianity through laws. We can, we're not supposed to be doing that. You're right, we're not supposed to be doing that and we shouldn't be. There's no call by Christ his apostles, or anybody in the scripture to do that. That is not the goal. However, what we can do is stand firm on the truths and the biblical uh, foundation that gives us the faith we have to proclaim and say, racism is a sin. No matter who's doing it, white, black, Latino, Asian, Indian, I don't, if you have hatred in your heart, towards anybody else who just because they don't look like you you are in sin sir that's a biblical foundation if there's an institution that's saying hey we only are going to serve this group of people because these are group of people that we like everybody else yeah you might get something in this institution we might serve you but you'll get it a little worse you get it a little little harder that is partiality that is a sin. Abortion, the destruction and dismemberment and murder of innocent human beings in the womb of their mothers, legally, that is an atrocious evil. And it must be called an atrocious evil for what it is. And if you say, well, we, we can't pass laws to stop abortion because if you do that, they're just going to have it on the back alleys. They're just going to go and do it illegally and then the mother's going to die. We do not promote, our job is not to put laws out to then therefore help people either sin or not sin. That's not our job. 
Our job is to proclaim the truth of God and contend the truth of God, which means in doing so, people will hear that the, that the response that is needed to what was happening with women going to get abortions is to, for them to know the love and the truth of Christ. That is the response, whether it's legal or illegal. If it's, if it's illegal, made illegal, then there'll be less babies getting destroyed in a woman's womb. So a Christian should applaud that. But that's not our ultimate goal. Oh, let's make abortion illegal. Now, they'll, now they'll, you know, everything will be great in America. We should want abortion to be illegal, just like we want murder to be illegal. Does that stop murders? No. So it's not about trying to get somebody to think Christian. It's just simply as what is the sin that's being, being had occurring? What is that sin? If that sin is occurring and we have governmental enforcement of it to, to be lessened or to be monitored or enforced with, 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 with uh, repercussions and consequences, then we praise God for that. It's not the end all be all. It's not the ultimate goal of every Christian, but we praise God for that. Same goes for abortion. And that's how we have to see this. So with the new leadership that's in place, I find it very odd that Christians are celebrating this new leadership when we can simply go to their website, we can simply look at the videos they've actually uh, talked in and discussed these topics in and what they want to do and what they are driven to do as leaders. I find it very odd that that celebratory spirit seems to not see that the progression of what is literally destroying lives, literally destroying lives through legalization of laws, the progression of that is now moving in a direction which allows it to happen more with this leadership. All centered around sex, gender, and the deconstruction of the family. Everything that Satan wants to basically attack to, to destroy lives and destroy the biblical principles that allow men and women and families to flourish in God. That's exactly what this administration wants to push in the quote unquote name of unity. We have to discern brothers and sisters in Christ. We have to see the world in the light of Christ. Stand firm, be bold, speak out and understand that this is not about no Democrat, Republican, Libertarian. This ain't about, this is not about a party. This is about living in a way that glorifies God and focuses on the truth. Period. Through our convictions and what we know as revealed in the word of God. That's what this is about. Miss me with all of the different parties and who I'm supporting and oh, Kamala Harris is black and we're going to celebrate and oh, we got this. Those are milestones. Great that she's the first woman vice president. Wonderful. That, that, that's progression in, in a good sense, right? But what she stands for and wants to see happen is not good and should not be celebrated and should be called out by Christians. 
just because she's a sister in a, in a sorority that you went to or that you like or whatever that you're a part of, yeah, that's cool. I get it. That's a cool thing. But you got to be able to say, yeah, that she in my sorority and everything and she and she a sister. But you know what? What she stands for, I am against. What she wants to push from with abortion laws and what she is wants to, how her, her liberal, the way she sees the world from a liberal stance and a liberal ideology, I am not for. And I disagree with her because it destroys the Imago Day. And whether it's Republican or whether it's Democrat, it don't matter. We in the kingdom of God, that's our citizenship. That's who we serve. That's who we live for. That's how we see the dying world. So no political games being played by Christians, no games, no charades. No, I'm a Democrat, I'm a Republican, I'm in this party, I'm doing that, I support this, I support that. If it doesn't glorify Christ, if it doesn't point people to Christ, best we possibly can, in the truth of Christ, then we don't, we don't, we don't support it. We, we, don't, we, don't, we don't celebrate it. Period. And that's how we have to take a stand for the Lord Jesus Christ. That glorifies God. Move self out the way. Move us out the way. This call for unity that Joe Biden wants to, wants to say that we have, and it sounds good, sounds like we're progressing. We're not progressing. We're degressing. We're degrading. We're not progressing. Not in the spiritual realm. And what other realm is more important for the Christian than the spiritual realm? We do not battle against flesh and blood. How are we supposed to be moving and seeing in the light of Christ? Many of us have been moved and shifted away from our priorities and been soaked up in this racial leading away with a racial perspective and a racial lens leading away from a social, political, uh, you know, identical lens. We're, we're trying to lead the way and then put Christ behind that. That's the world's, the world's leading like that because they're blind. We have Jesus. So we give them the kingdom message that they don't got. And that's, that's, that's how we bring unity. That's how we see unity is in Christ. Now we know Christ and preaching the gospel is going to bring division. As we, as we stand on the word, we know that. We know it's going to bring division. But in doing so, that is because God ordained that. That's God ordained division. So we rejoice and we do what God called us to do. No matter what we end up being called, no matter how much we end up being hated, we knew that was going to happen because Christ said it would. This is how we live, brothers and sisters. This is how we glorify Christ. This is how we bring kingdom principles into a dying world it's for the glory of God. And there's joy there. We don't have to be, we don't have to walk around like, oh man, like, you know, it's so hard. It is hard, but we take joy in the, in the things that bring hardships. We take joy in them if it glorifies Christ. We take joy in that. So that's how we have to see What's this new leadership transition and this call for quote unquote unity? 
Pay attention, brothers and sisters. Look at what's being said. Pay attention to the policies, the, 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 the legislation that's being passed. Pay attention to the wording, the verbiage, the partiality. That is a sin. To focus more on one group of people to try to right a wrong is a sin. We need to call that out. We need to call that out. America is under judgment. And 2020 was the beginning of that judgment. Every day we'll see this play out more and more. And every day we have to depend on Christ more and more to do his work. Amen. So I thank you guys for joining me on this podcast. This is a very, uh, I said very challenging topic because the topic is addressing what causes a lot of polarization and division, but we have to be willing to do it. Stand firm on the word of God and not budge no matter how it makes us look. And so that's what we got to be willing to do. So I I bless you guys. I thank you for getting on this first episode with me. I'm going to try to keep it around 30 minutes to 40 minutes. That's my goal. So I'll be doing these more. Uh, I hope that this has encouraged you in this time right now and that you can that you can go out into the world and be who God has called you to be in the name of Christ. And so I, I pray that that's what this has done. Looking forward to doing more of these. Make sure you uh, subscribe. Make sure you uh, continue to look on our website. Continue to look on our Twitter page because we will have more of these. Thank you and God bless.